The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out save the dates? Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to the voice. Voices of Search podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to be talking about SEO from the perspective of a marketer who runs a high-profile web design and development firm. Joining us is Andy Crestadina, who is the co-founder and chief marketing officer at Orbit Media, which is an award-winning web design and development firm based in Chicago. And since 2001, Orbit Media has completed over a thousand web design projects spanning across multiple different industries, including e-commerce, lead generation. They do responsive web design and integration projects. Yesterday, Andy and I talked about his tips for creating a content strategy that will put you in the top 1% of brands. And today we're going to continue the conversations by talking about how to write a blog post that ranks. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. All right, here's the second part of my conversation with Andy Crestadina, co-founder and CMO of Orbit Media. Andy, welcome back to the Voices of Search podcast. Glad to be back, Benjamin. Excited to have you on the show. Excited to continue our conversation. Yesterday, you outlined the content strategy for elite brands. And that was, you got to know what your mission statement is, why you're creating your content. You have to publish original research. You have to write for other websites and get some earned media. And you have to work with influencers and actually bring them into the content production process so they're willing to share your content and backlink to you. That's all wonderful. But at some point here, you got to start with actually creating, knowing what you're writing, and then you got to create your own original works. Now, you mentioned that doing your original research was the primary way that brands should be creating content. There's also lots of other ways to create your content. Let's talk about writing a blog post that actually ranks. Walk me through your strategy for creating a blog post that's effective. 
Sure. Well, not everything that we do is going to be a piece of original research. A lot of the original research articles are like 100-hour projects. Those are big, big projects. And our content calendar is, and publishing cadence is, is one article every two weeks. So I can't do original research every time. But probably half of the articles that I read are keyword-focused and optimized to rank. And it was an idea I had last year to actually turn on screen recording and record myself creating a high-ranking article. And uh, it was over several sittings. I'd press record and write and research and then pause it and then come back the next day, press record. And in the end, it was like a, maybe like a seven hour process that I had all the video for. Like literally you could watch me type every word. And then I sped up the video and did a voiceover on top of it. So you can see me kind of narrate and got it down to like um, 15 or 20 minutes. You can basically watch every step involved. It was like a fun content project. You can watch every step involved of me creating an article that ranks number one in search. And I got the idea by you and I both have little kids. My little boy likes to watch Bob Ross. Remember that painting show? Oh, the guy with the afro. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's yeah, like a for sure. public television from like the 70s or 80s. And he shows you how to paint. Mm -hmm. I wanted to demo it because I'd never seen that. I wanted to do like a high speed video. I knew it could be fast, you know, speed it up. Kids. Yeah. So you can watch. So it begins with the idea. I open up my content marketing template. It's a Google Doc. I rename it and I start planning the keyword targeting for the article, which I do by researching key phrases, which of course is a function of understanding the difficulty for the key phrase relative to the authority of the page that this post will be on. So I want to walk through a little bit of the toolkit here because you mentioned, okay, you're writing in Google Docs, but you're starting with your keyword research. Talk to me about the tools you're using to understand what the topic is. What are some of the keywords that you're going to focus on? Sure. So there are lots of tools, lots of overlapping tools for this. I'm a user of SEMrush. I'm a user of Moz. I'm a user of uh, some of the free tools. There's a big range of different things. And you can see basically, remember when Bob Ross puts the colors on the bottom of the screen, like for what paints he's going to use? It was sort of like that. Like the video, you can basically see me crack open every different tool. So every site has a, a level of authority. Let's say we're using SEMrush. It's going to be called your authority score. The problem with that number is that it doesn't show you the authority of the specific page that you're going to be creating right? Search isn't about ranking a website. Search is about ranking a web page. Here's a way to think about SEO. Every key phrase is a competition. Every page is a competitor. The battle is fought page by page by page. So in the end, what's going to matter is the authority of my specific page, that URL, not my overall website. A lot of people just look at authority score and it's like drawing with crayons. It's like too general. It's too broad of a metric. It doesn't actually give you the ranking potential because you're making a new page. So what I'll do is I'll go to like the top pages report, let's say I'm in Moz, and I'll scroll down and keep going deep down in there to find what the authority is of pages that have few to no links to them. Now you know what a brand new baby just born will be in terms of its authority. That new URL will likely have how much authority. Compare that to the keyword difficulty. Keyword difficulty, you need to have sufficient authority for your specific page relative to the difficulty of the key phrase. Does that make sense? Yeah. So what you're doing at first is you're looking at essentially the opportunity for a given keyword, but you're also looking at the difficulty and you're seeing what some of the, not only the incumbent competitors, the people with good authority scores, but the people that have low authority, where they're ranking. If a brand with a low authority score is ranking relatively high for a keyword with high volume, that means you have an opportunity to rank highly, relatively quickly. You don't have to have the authority score to compete for that keyword or for that page. You might. In the end, it's going to be half the battle is this authority piece. It's your page has to have an equivalent amount of authority as the other pages that rank high for the key phrase. 
there's often outliers where one page with low authority ranks for a phrase. You won't necessarily rank for a key phrase just because you saw that there's one or two pages there with low authority. But in the end, yes, if you don't understand competition, if you don't understand authority, if you're not looking up these numbers, then you really aren't doing keyword research. Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. Okay, so you do your keyword research, you're looking up authority, you're understanding what the opportunity is. Walk me through the rest of your process for creating a great blog post. Sure. So my goal is in the end to make the best page on the internet for the topic. I sincerely believe the words I'm about to say. If you do not make the best page on the internet for the topic, you are not doing SEO. That's the game. That seems like a bold statement, right? Hey, if you're not trying to rank number one on a given term, you're essentially wasting your time is what I'm hearing. The likelihood of <laughs> ranking one for somewhat out of your out of your jurisdiction. I'll soften it a little bit. If you're not legit trying to make one of the top 10 pages on the internet for the topic, then what are we doing here? Like you're not aligned with Google. If you make a crappy page and try to get it to rank, there's 2000 PhDs at Google trying to stop you. If you make an amazing page and try to get it to rank, there's 2000 math PhDs at Google trying to help you. That's how strongly I believe in this. So in the end, I'm trying to make the best page on the internet, right? Literally, like I'm not even holding back. I legit mean that. If I made an article that's optimized, scan through these things. Like if Google was the judge and my audience was the jury, I could make a long detailed closing argument saying that this is the best page on the topic, period. Why? Deeper content, more practical, more contributor quotes, better statistics, more visuals. It's got video. It's like thorough. To do that, I need to understand what all the related phrases are. So I need to do semantic SEO. And for that, one of my favorite tools is SEMrush, the writing assistant, the SEO writing assistant. Put the content into a Google Doc, turn on the Google Doc add-on, SEMrush writing assistant, the SEO writing assistant, and it will show you what phrases are used by the other pages that rank high for this key phrase, and if you have used those or not. There's other ways to do this. You can use Answer the Public to see what questions people are asking and make sure you answer those. You can do Google searches and see what people also ask box includes and answer those questions. You can use keywordtool.io to see what Google suggests, incorporate those phrases into your article. But the SEMrush writing assistant makes it really fast. You can just basically see the top pages mention these phrases. I need to mention, I might consider touching on those subtopics as well. 
All right. So you're doing a little technical optimization of what keywords and phrases you're including in your content. I actually recorded an interesting article, an interesting podcast the other day for somebody that got a page to rank without actually writing English. They were using Latin, but they were just including some of the individual phrases that they thought Google wanted to hear. And it, what? yeah, true story. Yeah. The language being used in the article was not English. It was lorem ipsum dot, enter keyword here, enter keyword phrase, enter other keyword phrase, lorem ipsum dot. Oh, that's weird. And they were able to rank quickly. And then Google. I got to see it came up with a policy change. And so moral of the story is there are specific keywords and phrases that you need to match to rank for your terms. You can use a variety of content optimization tools to figure out what they are. So you figure out what phrases and keywords you need to write. Talk to me about figuring out the length, you know, doing the publishing, the syndication, the rest of the pieces that come in with promoting a great blog post. Yeah. So it's a more detailed piece than any other piece on the topic, if I've done a good job. It uses all the semantically related phrases, all the related questions that I could find. Beyond that, I actually am very deliberate in making sure that the piece has relevant visuals, including charts, diagrams. Almost all of my content includes diagrams. And this is a less obvious SEO tactic. But now I know just right from my own site, as we discussed in the last episode, I'm going to go right for other people's websites, or I'm going to be a contributor occasionally in other people's content. I am frequently... Benjamin, you'll think this is maybe a weird tactic, but I'd love your input. Hit me with it. Let's do it. <laughs> Someone asked me for a contributor quote, or I'm writing a guest post. I want to look for ways to, in, to reference the article that I'm trying to rank. So I don't just throw a link into a paragraph. I take an image from that article and include it in my contribution. And I add a link back to my original article as the image source link. I'm doing image source link building. It's got nothing to do with image SEO and like ranking in Google images, but an article that has original graphics in it, like diagrams and charts, original researchers, of course, you know, just an automatic win. You have huge opportunities to reference it by adding visuals to your contributions to other people's content. If you look at the backlink profile of my domain, you'll find tons of links that say image source, image source, image source. So you just have a much, much easier time of referencing that search optimized piece and building its authority, not just its relevance. If you have original images in it and diagrams, helpful things that editors will be thrilled to see when you contribute to their content. Yeah, I think that whether you're using text or images, it's an interesting strategy using the image to drive the link. You know, if you're writing a guest quote or post, I don't know if there's a, a difference between just including a link to the article or a quote from the article and using it as a source or the image truth. I think it's a good strategy. I don't think the link is has any different value, but if it's a contributor quote, the editor is very likely to leave in the link because it's relevant to the image. And everyone likes when you include images in the in content because it makes the content more engaging. But if your question or point is that there's no difference in the equity of passed through the link from an image source link and a paragraph text link, I'm sure there's none. I think you have to read the room, right? You have to understand whose content you're posting on and if they're likely to include an image. If they're going to take out the link to your content in the text, yeah, maybe you could sneak one in with the image. Maybe they consider that to be a better user experience. So once you've written your content, done your keyword optimization, you're hopping in your content editor, you mentioned your user SEMrush for the content tool, then you go and you start doing syndication, you're backlinking in your quotes with your images. What are some of the other tips that you have? Any other last thoughts on creating a great blog post? Sure. Here's one that's commonly missed. I would never publish a new post without linking to it from an old post. A lot of people write articles that link to other articles and they keep linking to old stuff from new stuff. 
But honestly, it's part of my content template. I don't think that you're done writing a new, publishing a new article until you've linked to it from an old article. So go look at the, run a tool to do analysis on your own site, find which of your pages has high authority, which of those is relevant to this new piece you're publishing, and look for an opportunity to do an internal link from a high authority past post to the new thing you just made, which is an immediate opportunity to do a keyword focused link, put the target key phrase in the link from the old post. You can also find these opportunities just by doing a site search in Google, like site colon orbitmedia.com space quote content strategy. It'll show me every page on my site that mentions content strategy. I'll take a couple of those and create internal links to my new piece, assuming it's about content strategy. So I think that internal link building is a huge missed opportunity. And I'm a big fan of that because it costs nothing and takes almost no time. Okay. So last question I have for you is when you're looking at your older content, right? You've written this great blog post. You think it's the best piece of content for the topic on the internet <laughs> yeah. and it's a perfect piece and you've gone through and you go and you do your linking. How often are you going back and revising that piece of content? Do you get it right every time? Are you going back and re-editing and updating older content? Benjamin, you asked my all-time favorite question. The most reliable win that I know of in SEO is to go find articles that almost rank high and rewrite them without changing the URL. I'm at the point now where, so I've been doing content marketing for 14 years. So I have 476 articles I've written in that time. Over the last year, it looks like nearly half of my articles are in fact rewrites of old articles. So this might sound crazy. Most content programs do not need a thousand articles. They need a hundred great articles. You'll get far greater glory by going back and rewriting old pieces than writing something brand new. Yeah. I think that that's a great tip. Mostly when you're working on a brand that has established content, you're going to get more value by going from two to one than you are from nothing to a hundred. And you know, <laughs> I think that that's something that SEOs and content marketers often miss. You can update the existing content. And I don't even know if you need to rewrite it. Sometimes you're just going back into your content editor. Some of the times the keywords, phrases that you need to include change over time. Yeah, sure. And you can just update you know, a couple of minor terms and continue to rank. All right, Andy, I appreciate you telling us, walking us through your blog writing and content optimization strategy. We're going to bring you back one more time tomorrow. I have a question for you about personal branding. And that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Andy Crestadina, co-founder and CMO of Orbit Media. I'm getting it now. I got your last name three times in a row. Well done. Join us tomorrow for the third part of our conversation when I ask Andy about personal SEO doing reputation management. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to contact Andy, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter where his handle is Crestodina, C-R-E-S-T-O-D-I-N-A. Or you can visit his company's website, which is orbitmedia.com. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. 
So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening, head over to voicesofsearch.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also send us your topic suggestions, your SEO questions, and you can even apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter, and my personal handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed. We're going to publish episodes every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember the answers are always in the data. Music.